when I was younger, I heard a message in church about forgiveness. And I believe it was taught from the book of Matthew chapter 18. Although at the time I wasn't really paying much attention as to the passage of the scriptures, where the message came from. The primary thing for me at the time was that Jesus had said, Okay, you, you should forgive people when they wrong you this number of times. But my young mind, I remember I was way under 10 at the time. My young mind counted seven. I didn't pay much attention to the 70 times, seven times. So when I got home and my sister um, annoyed me, I just kind of said, okay, strike one. <laughs> and, you know, I kept counting. But before the next um, Sunday, she hadn't offended me up to seven times by my own count as a young person. So the following Sunday, as if God wanted to help me to understand better, that message was emphasized. And I did hear at the next sermon, the following Sunday, that we were to forgive 70 times, seven times. That's 490 times. And the mind-blowing thing was that we should forgive 490 times for the same offense. So it's not like you know, um, let's say you know Chica, for example, and Chica you should forgive Chica 490 times before, you know, you stop forgiving her. No, but you should forgive Chica 490 times for doing one particular thing to you. Say Chica does um, X, she, she upsets you by doing a particular thing or not doing a particular thing. You should forgive her for that particular act or omission. 490 times. I mean, who, who has the time to count <laughs> 490 times for doing the same thing wrong? So um, I recall that my young mind kept struggling over, over the years because human beings, as one, one of my inspiration inspirational uh, gospel messengers will often say human beings would heal, right? Human beings will always be human beings. So we are bound to step on each other. We are bound to upset each other every now and then. And forgiveness appears to be something that doesn't really come easily for people. Uh, in spite of the fact that we know that we also do upset others. But God did help me to have better understanding of this uh, word by putting it in real life context. So I'm born to a journalist father. My father is a journalist and he exposed me to a lot of um, international materials from a very young age. So when people say they don't know much about history and other stuff, I just feel really sad for them because my dad allowed me to, he gave me access to so much material as a young person, including the Oprah Winfrey Show. So I started watching the Oprah Winfrey Show uh, when I was um, under 10. And it's still one of my most favorite shows. It has stopped airing, but I still play back old episodes on the internet. And I do remember, I remember I had to buy a pack of her, uh, a CD pack of her shows, recorded shows uh, at her, 20, uh, I think it was on her 25th anniversary, the 25th anniversary of a show that was this pack of, um, of um, the show playbacks. So... I, I remember that I had bought that pack after I had finished um, secondary school, what is popularly known as high school in some other jurisdictions. I had finished secondary school and I was um, awaiting admission into the university. And I watched that 
that show. So by the time I was in secondary school, I couldn't really follow up with the show because uh, I was in boarding school, so I had to be out most times in the year, and I barely stayed at home for up to three months in tw- in every twelve months. So I the, the best the best opportunity for me to catch up on the show was when I was done with my secondary school education, and I, I, in watching that show, the the recorded session for in celebration of twenty fifth anniversary, I saw this episode. Um, titled Burned Alive by a Drunk Driver. And before the screen was, I don't know how to describe it in words, but there was this absolutely disfigured person, like the face was all mashed up. You could just see something protruding like an eye. And then there was a tiny hole like a nose and another tiny hole uh, that you knew was the mouth because that figure was speaking through that and there, were, there was um, there were a bit of teeth in there. The, the hands were completely burned, the fingers had disappeared and she was dressed in a suit. And um, that figure was a lady called Jacqueline Sabrido. She was a Venezuelan lady who had migrated to the United States to study English and one day, while she and her friends were on the road for another friend's birthday party, there was a drunk driver who hit um, the vehicle that she was in. There were, I think, about five occupants in the car, and the vehicle tumbled. Um, two of the occupants died immediately. The car uh, was um, set ablaze, you know, in the, I think from gasoline or something. So the car uh, was on fire. And this lady was trapped in the car. Um, by the time the police came and um, other emergency workers, it took some time for her to get on before she could she could uh, be rescued from the fire. She had suffered about, I think they said over 80 degree, 80 degrees. Um, uh, let me just quickly check because I had to write that specifically for this message. Yes, so 60% of her body was covered in third degree burns you know uh, if you're a medical worker you could begin to imagine what that means so she was completely in fact at some point um it was like the medical officers were praying for her not to make it because she just looked absolutely awful she was in very serious pain as at the time she came to the upper Winfrey show she had had 50 surgeries 50 surgeries and what 50 surgeries could do for her was to make her look I don't know if you have heard of this movie called The Extraterrestrial, E.T. She looked way worse than E.T. E.T. did look nice compared to what she looked like. And when the before photo of this woman was put up, she was an absolute damsel. More beautiful than any beauty queen you probably might have seen. She was beautiful prior to this accident. And post the accident, she looked worse than any monster I had seen prior to that time on television and she was in excruciating pain. She had had 50 surgeries as at the time of the interview and she was going to have more surgeries to help her stay alive. Long story short, um, this lady was on the show and she was, uh, I think the show was um, on forgiveness or something and Oprah was asking her questions and guess what, the gentleman who had hit the vehicle that she was in, which led to the death of two persons and had scarred her for life, 
was sentenced to seven years imprisonment and he had an option of parole, I think. So he was also, um, he was a college or high school student, I think. Um, I don't really recall so much details on that, but he was a very young person and um, he got a kind of lenient um, sentence because considering that two persons died as a result of his actions. He was drunk and had driven while he was under the influence and his action led to that terrible accident which resulted in all these consequences I had highlighted earlier. So at the time of the show, he was in jail, but his mother um, was brought to meet face-to-face with this lady. And the mom was trying to express her um, apologies and the apologies of her family for the level of pain that they had caused Jackie. And obviously others who might have been injured, including the two who had died in the accident. And this woman was choking with tears. It was evident that she was finding it difficult to speak. And Jackie just wrapped her arms around her and stroked her back and said, It's okay. It's okay. I understand that your son is not a bad person. He just made a bad decision that resulted in this. And I forgive him. Honestly, for me at the time, that spoke to me more than any other sermon I had ever heard nor received. And I watched this, um, I watched this episode a long time ago. I watched this episode uh, a long time ago, most likely um, almost 20 years now. It's been almost 20 years since I saw that, that episode. And that has stuck It has made an indelible mark on my mind when it comes to forgiveness because what I thought about was what level of pain can anyone cause me that I would not be able to forgive? What level of pain can anyone cause me that I would not be able to forgive? Oh, of course, we know that Jesus went through a lot. And some people say, oh, he was God. He was the son of God. He is the son of God and he's still God. So it's easy for Christ to forgive the people who persecuted him, the people who uh, traded him and people who killed him. But he was just human. Now let's move away from Christ. Let's look at our, uh, as, as our, ourselves as human beings. I just saw this lady who had left Venezuela in search for a better life. She had gone to the United States, and I could only imagine the rigors she would have gone through to gain admission You know, in the United States, the levels of exams she would have written, considering that Venezuela is not an English-speaking country. And she came to, Venezuela, to, to the U.S. to study English. The investment her family had put in her, and this was the result of all of that. Long story short again, she died. Yeah, she died um, a few years after the interview. So that accident eventually cost her her life. And she said that um, during the the operatory show, Jacqueline had said that there were times where she would pray and ask God, oh, am I still alive? And, you know, she had people who were comforting her, you know, uh, trying to encourage her to try to make it past each day. Each day was like a very difficult uh, experience for her. Walking was painful, sitting was painful, eating was painful. And in all of that pain, she was able to forgive. Now, 
there, there are times when people can really hurt us in ways that we might just tell ourselves, oh my God, I, I really cannot, I really cannot, I can't see myself forgiving this person. I can't see myself going past this. And some people will say, oh yeah, you forgive, but you don't forget. So each time you see the person, you always remember it. Now, for that, from my experience, I'll say, it's okay to ask God for help. Yeah. You know, sometimes we, th- we think that when God wants us to do something, we can do it all by ourselves. No, we can- it's okay to ask God for help. I-, I know that when I say the Lord's Prayer, in fact, when I pray, every time I, I do kneel down to pray, each time I pray, and you don't really have to, you don't, you don't have to kneel down when you pray. You can actually pray under uh, different circumstances. That's a, a topic for another day. So each time I pray, I always say, God, please forgive me and help me to forgive those who have wronged me and also help those who I have wronged to forgive me. And finally, help me as much as possible not to lead others to temptation. I, I find that praying that way um, helps me to get past the hurtful things that people have done to me because human beings really can can be something sometimes. So that helps me to get past the hurt and the pain that um, people cause me, whether, knowing, whether um, deliberately or inadvertently for them. And it also helps me to be conscious in reacting towards people um, to as much as possible not to be a source of temptation to them. So it's okay to ask God for help. It's okay to ask God for forgiveness. And remember that there are times when people have wronged me and I go to God and I say, God, (laughs) this person did X, Y, Z to me and it really hurts. It's hurting me so much. I want to forgive this person, but it's really hard for me to forgive. Please help me. Help me to forgive this person. And I keep making that prayer and making that prayer until um, the pain somehow just fades slowly, slowly until it's finally gone. I remember when I lost my father about two years ago. Somebody did something that was... Now, there were a lot of um, things that really upset me at the time, which is why... So we lost a very prominent figure in the world recently, and there are a lot of comments. Um, but I, I, maybe because I've gone through um, loss, I know that, and maybe because I've gone through loss in recent times too, as an older person now compared to when I was much younger. So I'm more um, aware of people's sensitivities. When a person is grieving, that's their rawest moments. You know, they are very. Um, whatever you do could really uh, scar hurt and go deeper than expected and i know that there are, very, there are a lot of um int- uh, very important topics to discuss um over over maybe what this person represented or what this person um represents but the thing is that person is no longer here so the the question is how do we address those topics with the living and the living institutions in order to rectify the wrongs that were done in the past. But that's by the way. So when I lost my father about two years ago, um, I remember that some people did, not just saying, people did a couple of things that were very hurtful. My dad was a great man. I mean, Christ was a great man, but people, and Christ still is a great, a great man, but people still say that, oh, his disciples stole his body, he didn't rise from the dead, oh, he used powers from wherever to 
uh, perform miracles. Oh, he was just a prophet, not the son of God. So people still say all sorts of things about the son of God. How much more for humans? So you don't have to be a bad person for people to say things negative about you after you're gone and you don't have to be a saint either for people to say good things about you after you're no more so my father was a fantastic person but of course there will always be people who would feel like they didn't get you know more than a pound of flesh from you and they actually wanted so much more so this person was saying and doing all sorts of things they were really very very hurtful there were quite a number of other people but there for me the, the level of hurt they caused was not as painful as what this particular person did and I remember that just hearing his name was like a trigger for me just hearing his name was a trigger for me and I would just get upset um I would like literally be shaking on the inside like I I really don't want to be anywhere around this person I really don't want to be anywhere where this person's name is mentioned I really don't even want to think about this person's existence it was that it was that terrible for me so I had to start praying and begging God to please help me to forgive this person now what made it worse was that this person didn't even think at least did not express to me that he was sorry for what he had done you know he held on to uh, what he had done and it was continuous just like a continuous wrongful action that he was ex- ex- exhibiting so I, I saw myself going to god consistently for a couple of months for a couple of months i kept on begging god to please help me help me to forgive this person lord please help me to forgive this person i don't want to hold this grudge against this person i don't want to feel this way about this person please god help me help me help me and sometimes the strongest prayer you can actually make is just saying god help me and i remember that after months of making that prayer the pain finally eased and i i just realized that i i let go you know i could talk about this person without feeling pain i could hear about things i could hear things about him without feeling uh, bad you know i even found myself finding ways that i could support or help this person when this person was going through various challenges and how to help the person's uh, help improve the person's life and that's what god can really do for us so forgiveness um that's what god can do for us when we ask and sometimes we do not receive because we do not ask as the scriptures say so forgiveness is more for our own benefit than for the benefit of a person who has wronged us and sometimes we say oh i will forgive this person but the person is not sorry now the person has already hurt you you don't need their permission to come out of the hurt that they have already caused you i think i saw that as a post somewhere just randomly and it actually struck me that when somebody does something wrong to you you don't need to wait for them to permit you to come out of the pain that they have caused you through an apology because an apology is is them saying oh yeah okay i'm sorry for what happened but you don't need to wait for that apology to come before you get out of that hurt that it have cost you so it's it's to find a way to forgive in advance you know before people come around to know that they have actually done something wrong and even if they don't come around to realize they're wrong to just move past it to just move on forgiveness is for our own benefit and not just for the benefit of the, uh, of, the of the person who has caused them it's more for our own benefit than the benefit of the uh, wrongdoer so forgiveness brings uh, relief it eliminates pain and grudge from our heart and it helps us to obtain blessings from god i mean the, the word of god says that if we don't forgive others, we will not be forgiven, you know. So 
I hope and I pray that God helps you to forgive those who have wronged you, to forgive people in advance, and that God also helps people who you might have wronged to forgive you. I pray that God helps us to live a wholesome life to his joy and the glory of his name. In Jesus' name, amen. So this is still Nena Eze, and thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Please, if you have any comments, uh, questions, experiences to share, I'll be happy to hear from you. Please do not hesitate to drop a message. And I would like to thank everyone who has um, made comments, who have made comments in the past. Thank you all so much. Your words continue to inspire and encourage me to do this podcast. I wish you a lovely, 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 lovely week ahead. Mwah.